welcome back to another episode of the Resort Ears Radio Podcast. In this edition of Great Night, we'll review all the latest Disney news and rumors, including Star Wars Land news and much, much more from Anaheim. And later on, we'll discuss what wasn't announced at this year's D23 Expo in Anaheim, quotations on what wasn't and what we expected. And of course, we'll take your listener questions, and hey, we even got another listener email. It's time to get your ears on. Resort Ears Radio starts now. Resort Ears Radio Studio, me and Greg coming at you for episode number 18. We are one away from our whole complete year of being a radio show. How about that, Greg? I can't believe it. It seems like just yesterday. It really does. And you know what we should do? At some point, let's try to re-release. Well, I think we can. Uh, I don't know if we can or not on uh, the way the Podbean works. But we should re-release episode one through like five, and you'll see basically the progression of just two guys who decided to start up a podcast. <laughs> hey, you know what's kind of, you know what's kind of funny too about that is I think actually if you go back you, you can actually go back quite a quite a ways on our, our shows. Not that we have you know hundreds, but you can go you can go pretty far back on there. I think maybe like five ish, six like that is probably the furthest back. But you're right, Mike. We should try to release maybe the first show. Just for funds. We should make a ten disc compilation. <laughs> Only nineteen ninety five. If you also notice we changed our theme music and we also changed a couple of things we're here throughout the show. We'd love to hear your feedback. Greg, how can they feed back to us? Uh, many ways, uh, Michael. Twitter, Facebook, uh, the electronic mail. It's uh resortiers at gmail.com. Uh, or you can send us smoke signals. Yeah, absolutely. You can send it to right on top of the smoke signals at uh, Seven Doors Mine Train. <laughs> we'll get that. That, t- that tends to be the one that goes on fire all the time. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, let's move on real quick. We went on a hiatus. You probably haven't heard from us for a while other than my little quips and Greg's little quips on Twitter. Um, basically, um, on my end, I'll let Greg explain his end, what we've kind of decided was that after my sister got married, and then there was a couple weeks that my girlfriend's sister got married, just that two weeks was way too much. Lots and of marriage Greg, I know you had a whole bunch of stuff going on, too. Yeah, a lot of personal uh, life kind of stuff, work and uh, and what and whatnot happening. So, uh, so that was, that was going on. But uh, we're back and we're ready to go now. And you know, fall's yeah. fall's getting here in New England, and uh, summer is uh, kind of behind us now. And yes, sir. So we're ready to rock. <laughs> All right. Well, we have one more thing to do in our little intro, Greg. Do you have anything else before I go talk about Redbubble? About anything you want to mention about what's going on? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. There's a ton of ton of Disney news, though. I mean, we, Mike and I, you know, we kind of like Mike said, uh, took a little summer kind of summer vacation, tried to get the last bit of our summer family stuff and work stuff or whatever in line and uh, there's, been, there's been so much news taking place in the last month with uh, with things happening at the Hollywood Studios the D23 announcements new packages new programs happening uh, across property that it, it's been almost mind blowing and, and mind spinning 
Uh, stuff happened in Orlando, stuff happened in Universal, so lots going on. I'm excited to get to our news and rumors for today, and excited to talk about our future discussion uh, tonight, Mike. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so let's kind of get into all this. Uh, one, one more major thing. Uh, I'll tell you what. Um, Redbubble.com, awesome site. You go on there, again, Redbubble.com, search Resort Ears Radio. We have a whole bunch of T-shirts, mugs, and phone cases up. Uh, you can be wearing our cool logo all around the parks, and we'd love to see those Twitter pictures if you do. Um, other than that, I think it's time to do our next, well, sorry, Greg's favorite part of the show, which has now become mine. It's called Disney Did You Know? Oh, Mike, it's back. Disney <laughs> Did You Know? The Walt Disney World Resort has only closed three times, Mike, since it first opened back in October of 1971. Hurricane Floyd closed the park in 99. The terrorist attacks of uh, 9-11 in 2001 closed the park, obviously. And then a 2002 massive power failure also closed the park. Forget about this one. But uh, closed part of the property in the Epcot Boardwalk Hollywood Studios area. but, Mike, when the park closed on 9-11, it actually took less than 30 minutes to evacuate and close the four theme parks on property, if you can believe it. Just a half hour. That's actually crazy to believe. I mean, if you think of four parks with, you know, over probably 3 million people in the whole park, to clear all those parks in 30 minutes to get them out safely, that shows a lot of how Disney uh, practices safety and uh, protocols and procedures and how the cast members know. Uh, what's going on and it's it's just amazing it's amazing um all right so that does it for today's episode disney did you know and now it's time to go to greg with the news and the rumors and greg's brand new setup for this we are excited about it i'm pausing and greg take it away it's currently 10 5 p.m and 79 degrees at the Walt Disney World Resort in Bay Lake, Florida. And tonight's news kicks off at Disney's Hollywood Studios, where we're learning, Mike, that 2015 will indeed be the final year of the Osborne family spectacle of dancing lights. And, of course, this uh, news we found out this past uh, week, a few days ago now, that it will be the final year for the spectacle of dancing lights. And... Um, Kind of, kind of, kind of surprised, kind of not surprised. If that makes any sense on this one, but it, it will be the last year of the uh, the, the light show that was uh, made made famous. Uh, of course, the Arkansas uh, businessman Jennings Osborne started a tradition uh, around the holiday season with his lights. He, he grew it to a, a level of uh, a massive level. Disney bought it back in, I think it was 94, he was from Arkansas, excuse me, 93, uh, had three, up to three million lights, so anyway, Disney announced on their, uh, the Disney Parks blog, quote, as you plan ahead, we also wanted you to know that this holiday season will mark the fa- uh, finale for the Osborne family's Festival of Dancing Lights. This display of lights has enjoyed a successful run at Disney's Hollywood Studios, going all the way back to when it first appeared on Residential Street. In order to prepare for some incredible experiences coming to the park, including the recently announced Toy Story Land and Star Wars-themed land, we will not be able to present the Osborne family's special of dancing lights in the future. Our heartfelt thanks go out to the family 
of Jennings Osborne for letting us share their family tradition year after year. And thank you to all of you for being part of the spectacle with us. Here's to making more memories in this 20th and final year. So that, again, was from the Walt Disney World Parks blog online. And, uh, you know, like kind of kind of a sad uh, sad thing. You know, it's sad to see anything go, but especially something that has to do with uh, Christmas time at uh, Walt Disney World. And something that has to do specifically, I think, with, uh, with the... Uh, the New York Street, you know, the streets of the USA, part of Hollywood Studios, which I think, honestly, uh, with with this going away, the, the, you know, I think you can almost start rumoring now: it, are the streets of America gonna, gonna going to also part part ways at the studios? You know? Yeah, I totally believe so, Greg. Obviously, you know, they're just fourteen acres for Star Wars alone. It's it's crazy. They gotta come up with that world, and then you have Toy Story on the other side. Um, back to the Osborne lights, real quick. Um, I'm a huge person of Christmas lights. Greg will tell you. In fact, uh, probably at the end of October, I'll start setting mine up. I do about twenty five thousand. I'd like to reach roughly thirty to forty this year. Um, Greg and his family come over. We'll take pictures. We'll put it on for our viewers this year. Um, I when this came out the other day. First of all, I want to. Make a quick shout out to somebody. Save the Osborne Lights at Osborne Lights. It's on our Twitter feed. Um, he has basically got it's a hashtag hashtag Save the Osborne Lights. He has a bunch of various petitions going from for different things to try to save them. Um, they have a lot of people signing these petitions. We're signing these petitions, and the reason is is that well, I got two reasons. The first one, there's going to be so much work going on, Greg that different parts of the park are going to be shut down at different parts of the time. It's going to be a long construction process. It really is. So why not during the holiday season still have the lights to kind of bring people in? And the other thing is, is there's what they should do, and this is kind of coming from me who, again, does a lot of lights and comes from a family who's crazy with lights and loves the Osborne lights. There's no reason. I, I made a mention this on, on Twitter, too, to this Osborne lights person we put out there. There's no reason why they can't start by doing the Osborne lights through the whole entrance as you walk in through the Christmas season. So at least you have that, and then as a different land, you know, whatever different lands. But also, I want you to think of the magnitude of how cool it would be if four years, let's say, down the road, when most, you know, a bulk of this is built, you go into the Osborne lights the way it's been through the main entrance of, of, of Hollywood Studios, and then as you go to either Toy Story or Star Wars, there's... Christmas lights everywhere. Who would not want to see the Millennium Falcon decked out in Christmas lights? I think that'd be kind of cool. You know what I mean? Or, or you know, don't even put them back there. Again, I just want everybody to envision that the Osborne lights, if you go from the Chinese theater all the way to the entrance and you just deck that out in Christmas lights for the Christmas time and the rest of the parks and park can do whatever they want, I think that would draw a whole bunch of people in, especially during this whole construction time they're going to be having. Yeah, and that's one of the rumors too. And I've also heard that uh, they were there was some talk of bringing it maybe to Epcot or World Showcase and doing up some of the countries and lights. I mean, some of the countries obviously now they, they do have some lights. I think you don't I think that would kind of ruin it. I'll be honest with you, Mike, and I, and I know a lot of people, especially Jim Hill, has been one that said you know they've made so much money off of this event and. Why would Disney get rid of it? And that's you know kind of the thing that was sort of almost saving uh, Streets of America and 
probably wouldn't go away. I don't. I don't know. I. I. I just. I really feel like the direction that everything's going with them recently, and with these new additions, you know, Star Wars and Toy Story Land and these new attractions, it. It just doesn't fit anymore. I think they've gone almost beyond this. Um, unfortunately, I mean, they start setting up for this thing, like next week. You know what I mean? Like, it, or or they may already have started setting up for it. You know, so it takes a long time. It's a lot of manpower. It takes a I mean, they have a sponsor in Siemens, um, you know, to sponsor it. But, I mean, think of the lights. they got to redo everything every year. I mean, they're Christmas lights. Think of how much time it takes to do just your house. And times that by, you know, 500. It's, oh, of course. It's, it's a lot of man hours. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of money. And I think for, for the things that are happening right now, they're kind of beyond this, you know. And, and I think they've been looking for... It, for the lack of a better term, excuse to get rid of it. I really do. I mean, and I don't mean that by any malice. I think it's a great thing and a tradition that many families have enjoyed for a long time. But I just think, uh, you know, Disney's kind of looking ahead and, and, and beyond it right now. And, uh, you know, like I said, sad to see it go. Uh, my big, my bigger concern is, but I understand it, And but my bigger concern really is Streets of America. What happens to that? And does that become part of, you know, this whole new thing? Um with Hollywood Studios. You know, one of the things, and we'll get into this in our future discussion, I don't want to get way too off here, but Lights Motor Action wasn't announced that that was going anywhere, so that's apparently going to stay put for some time. You know, a lot of people are saying, well, it's a people eater. You know, that they, the, the facility back there holds a lot of a lot of guests, and, uh, you know, there are multiple shows a day, so it takes up a lot of guests that they have to walk all the way back there in that corner of the park to see the thing, and so they're passing through Seats of America, they're passing through uh, some of the attractions are on, on the left side of the park, and um, you know, it makes sense. And especially with once Echo Lake goes away and Star Wars, you know, starts under construction, which we'll get to too in a, in a little bit here, uh, they're going to need something, some something of grand capacity to kind of make up for that. So, really interesting stuff. Man. Yeah, well, I'm always a lot more speed. I think the reason why that they're doing intermittent shows is basically just to keep that stadium around until they, you know, bulldoze it down for Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. That's their only big meeting place to do big shows and stuff like that during the, the you know, the, the Halloween nights and all the parties and stuff like that. Has to be done because that seats like, what, 5,000 or something like yeah, that? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's not insignificant. It may, it may be like six or something like that. So it's a pretty big deal. So uh, next, next news story. And this is a real interesting one that uh, surprise has taken this long, but Disney's announcing new, a new fairy fairy tale. And fairy is the key word here. Fairy tale witches nighttime cruise on Seven Seas Lagoon. And uh, Mike, this one will be a special to you right now with your fairy background. Fairy as in the boat, not the flying thing. Walt Disney World introducing a new fairy boat event, including the Magic Kingdom's Wishes, Fireworks, Dessert, and, uh, and Alcoholic Beverages, even. This is from the Orlando Sentinel. Uh, fairy Tale Wishes, a Fireworks Dessert Cruise, kicks off on October 5th, according to uh, Disney World's website. Um, the trip features themed sweets, the Grand Key Lime Tart, Polynesian Deconstructed Pineapple Upside Down Cake, Contemporary Traditional with a Twist Spice Flourless Chocolate Cake, all representing, of course, the uh, resorts around Disney Seven Seas Lagoon, or otherwise known as the Monorail Loop. 
Also on board will be alcoholic beverages and non-alcoholic beverages and glowing glasses. Um, and this will be all in the, the famed Disney ferry boats that carry passengers from the TTC over to the Magic Kingdom. And the cruise will set sail from the TTC side. And the soundtrack for the fireworks show will be, of course, broadcast aboard the ferry. So uh, this is pretty cool. This is pretty cool. They're limiting it to just 150 passengers each. He's cruising. Tickets are $99, $69 for ages 3 through 9. Uh, and you have to make reservations, just like making an ADR. It's a little pricey, but honestly, for that special occasion, I'd pay 100 bucks to do that. I mean, that, that really sounds pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I'm this, this is something that has my ass opinion. I mean, on, honestly, and I don't, and there's, you and I were talking about this uh, a few weeks back, that there was plans when the resort first opened. I heard this. A while back on another podcast, and I can't remember which one. I think it was maybe in Retro WDW or one of the podcasts. But um, there was plans when the resort first opened to actually bring the steamship out of Rivers of America, out through the canal way on the other side of uh, Caribbean Way over there, and bring it down um, into Seven Seas Lagoon. And that was going to become kind of basically this. It was going to become a, a ferry boat for evening events, for cocktail cruises, that kind of thing. You know, corporate events maybe, or maybe a wedding, or you know, big events like that. But also, they're going to have a nighttime, you know, fireworks cruise um, every night. But what happened was the smokestacks and the in the in the tower on top of the ship were actually too tall for the monorail beam, and uh, they they couldn't make it underneath it. So, kind of, so so was, the whole thing was scrapped, and they, it's obviously never left uh, Rivers of America, but or at least backstage. Uh, but this makes a lot of sense. And now, I, I mean, I'm, I'm wondering, knowing those ferries, they're, they're just basically wide open and there's the little benches, but there's not seating or anything. So I'm wondering if they'll put like cocktail, ta- you know, high top tables. I'd ima- I'm imagining and they'll have something like that, you know, so you can kind of, in only 150 people, it won't be, it won't be that bad. Um, you know, it's not like when you're leaving the Mad Kingdom and it's, it's midnight and they're, you know, right. cramming people in there like cattle. Well, so I think, um, I mean, for ninety nine dollars, they better give you something. I mean, it's it's. Yeah, I say that. I know it's not a bad ticket, but I say that just because it. You know, you're spending so much on a vacation just to get in there. I mean, even locals are going to be. Um, I mean, for local, locals, it's a little bit different, but obviously, it's different. Um, but to be honest, there's so many people that we talk to, Greg, that uh, they just ride the ferries like during the firework time just to get I mean there's periscopes on there yeah, right, they ride right. the ferry from Magic Kingdom back to the TTC and because it's going to hit every hotel and uh, they ride it across and they're watching the fireworks as they go and it's a pretty cool vantage point so I'm really surprised Disney hasn't done this before I'd, I'd love to question why they haven't done it before because my, it's yeah no I mean it, it, it's, it's pretty cool and my guess is Mike on this is that uh, they they didn't have the staff to do it. I mean, it, and then also um, probably you know probably just like the actual ships. I mean, they need they need the ferries for you know to go back and forth to the TTC. So I'm wondering if they're gonna bring you know I'm sure they always have. It's usually two that are going back and forth. So maybe they have a third that they'll bring into the fold just for this or something. Right. But it'll be kind of cool. It'll be, yeah. you know, it'll be cool too is seeing it because it's going to be obviously, it won't be uh, in 
those things just go on that one lane or one lane, one one channel, I guess you could say, from the TTC over to the Magic Kingdom dock. It'll be kind of cool seeing that thing go across the Seven Seas Lagoon, you know, with people on board and all lit up and everything. So it's gonna be. So what's it? Is it just gonna kind of go out and just? It, it just, just kind says, of it, anchor gonna, in the middle, or is it just going to just keep doing a, a continuous like circle? You know I what I mean? I don't. It doesn't. It doesn't say. Um, it just says it'll that'll it'll take place on one of the the, the passenger ferry ferry boats. Uh, it'll sail from the TTC side. Yeah. And they'll they'll you know pump the music in from the fireworks show. Um, it says select nights. The fireworks presentation will be happy hollow wishes. The you know the Mary uh, Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. Or holiday right. wishes, the very merry Christmas party, you know, in addition to just normal wishes. Because I'm going to say it has to, it has to be done on one of the bigger passenger ferry boats. It looks like the steamships. It, I mean, obviously, it's got to be done on that. It can't be done on those, you know, little jobbers that go across. Oh, uh, the resort, the resort yeah. uh, shuttle. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's no, got to, it's got to be, yeah, it's no, got to be like one of the bigger ones. Yeah, like the what is it, the uh, the Fowler, one of the larger. Yeah, ones. yeah, exactly. So, but uh, I'll be. You know, it'd be really cool to see how they do the route and where they go and stuff like that. But it's an exciting story; it really is. Yeah, no, I think I'm I'm really excited for that. Uh, so, going over to the uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom, Mike. Uh, and this is what added to Orlando Sentinel as well. This is just from the other day. Uh, floating mountains of uh, Pandora, the new Avatar-themed land over at Disney's Animal Kingdom, are really starting to take shape. And I just wanted to bring this up. It's not really a newsworthy news story, I guess you could say, because we knew this was happening, but the, the Senate was reporting on it, and just the fact that these things are finally taking shape over there, and there's some real big structural stuff going in the air. You know, the cranes are putting up, so yeah, some cool pictures if you go over there. Um, we'll try to tweet this out as well, but uh, some nice photos of the floating mountains and what the, what, you know, the, sort of the shape of these things. And, uh, and the treetops and how it's all going to come together. So, pretty cool stuff. Um, obviously, we found out that, you know, at D23, the official name of this thing, uh, Pandora, the land of, of Avatar, and there'll be the, the flight, you know, flight uh, ride called Flight of Passage. It's the, uh, where the guests will ride on a, a, ban- a Banshee character uh, from the film, and also a boat kind of boat uh, boat ride where visitors will go through the bioluminescent forest uh, through Pandora. So, pretty cool. Uh, in addition to that, the nighttime show Rivers of Light will debut uh, coming up in the spring, which will be nice. And Kilimanjaro Safaris will have a, a, a nighttime uh, attraction as well. So, you'll be able to go through there at night, which will be kind of spooky, to be honest, if you ask me. But... Um, but you know what, Mike? Nonetheless, and, and I don't want to go too much into D23 right now either, but it's nice to see Animal Kingdom get some love, too, with these uh, the, these things happening. Yeah, no, absolutely. To be honest with you, I'm, uh, I mean, I'm excited to see what Pandora becomes. Um, I think they went with just Pandora because they didn't know how many people probably would remember Avatar that are younger coming into this park. That's true. Um, but it's cool because it's given more nighttime activities to animal kingdom you know you're gonna have the um the uh what you call it the um the colors of blue what blue the colors of not the colors of life the um the water show they're going to be doing or not the water show the um oh boy (laughs) 
new show called oh, Rivers the of Light. Rivers of Light. What? Rivers of Light. Yeah, Rivers of Light. That was yeah. close, see? I'm sorry, I don't remember the names of these. All, well, I should remember all the names of these things, but I knew it was coming. It had to do with Rivers of Light, Water, whatever. Um, so basically, they do the shows on the uh, Tree of Life. Um, they have Harambee Market. They have all these things now that you can go to that are open up later at night. And I think Avatar is a great addition to that. Yeah. But to be honest with you, I'm more excited with the nighttime safari to see the hyenas and stuff like that. I think that's the coolest, like the newer, cooler part that's actually uh, coming to this whole thing. It's it's nice to see them finally, you know, give Animal Kingdom its due time in the light, in the in, you know, shining the light too, and everyone's saying. You know, it's a half-day park, and it's the last one you go to, and especially now with the studios having some more attention drawn to it, obviously right. with the Star Wars stuff. It's good to see that they're not forgetting about Animal Kingdom, too, and, I, and I'm, I'm really happy about that. And I think, especially with D23, I'm more excited about Avatar, or Pandora Land of Avatar, um, now than I, than I was before. And you and I, of course, have... Publicly, very been uh, been very uh, negative on it. I think, I, I, but I'm 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 a lot more excited about it now than I was before, for sure. I think negative is a strong word. I don't think we're negative on it. I think we were negative on the the um, the branding of it. I think's more more yeah. you know because it was it, it's cool ideas that they're going to be putting in here for Pandora. It's it's going to be revolutionary. Right. I think it's going to be awesome. It's just. You know, the whole Avatar thing, you know, I mean, it was a big box office. I mean, I'm a fan. There's tons of fans out there. But, you know, how many people... It's more just the brand of well, yeah, Avatar. The, how many people are know that, of, you know? The choice of using that piece of IP, I, I right. think, was interesting, you know, in going with James Cameron on it. But... I get... Oh. I was going to say, I, but I think um, it'll give a little push on the, on the old... I mean, I, you'll see... Blu-ray sales, I'm sure, spike. People are going to go, oh, yeah, Avatar. Let's, let's go watch that again. Right. And, you Absolutely. know, Cameron has, has another, supposedly another two, I think, three movies in the pipeline that he's supposed to be working on. So, who knows what will happen. But, uh, but hey, Mike, quickly going over to Disney Springs. And officially, I think we can start calling downtown Disney, Disney Springs, because it's actually in the new brochures uh, mm -hmm. in August. And signs. Yep, and signage. It's now Disney Springs, so I think it's fair for us to officially go over Disney Springs. Um, but a pretty big milestone as far as traffic goes over there. Um, and this was just uh, the other week. But uh, a new flyover ramp um, has taken shape over at Disney Springs and right off of Bennett Buena Vista Drive into the Orange Garage at Disney Springs. So we'll take guests that are traveling down Buena Vista Drive from, you know, the resort areas, from the Epcot Resort areas, um, you know, and the west side of the property, right over into this new ramp and right up into the Orange Garage. So you don't have to worry about sitting in traffic anymore. You can go and, and get right up into this, uh, this new flyover ramp right after the uh, Typhoon Lagoon entrance. And um, it's going to put you onto the third level of the garage directly. And there's plenty of spaces always in that garage. So it, it's really cool. If you go to our friends at www.magic.com, they actually have a, a video they posted of the flyover ramp, driving up the flyover ramp into the garage, um, and how easy it is to get off of that. Because uh, 
you know, I, I mean, I remember being down there a few months ago. Traffic was just a nightmare, just a right. nightmare down there, and it has been throughout the whole destruction. And I mean, it's it's still it's still not what it's gonna be, but uh, but that'll surely I'm sure uh, speed things up if you're trying to get into you know into into uh, Disney Springs. Well, all I can say is six years. Six years, oh, wow. and I hear all these things of how technical, technologically advanced the parking garage is and how cool the parking garage is. I agree, but it's a parking garage. It's a parking I'm not garage, gonna go, yeah. no. I'm not going to go buy nothing there. I'm not going to go ride anything there. I'm not going to go to parking garage land. And it's not, it's not anything that's themed, really, and... It's nice, you know. It's new. It's nice. Uh, I but, just uh, the thing is, Greg. It's it's we're like on year six of trying to like complete this parking garage. Yeah. Like, can we just take? Imagine if we took just half of what that took and put it into Epcot or put it into hey, Disney Springs. But and, think about this, though. Think about, and I hear you. Think about this. Disney Springs is going to be insane. The Josh Lindsay Bar is going to be opening soon. Oh, absolutely. Lori Motor Asia is opening September 30th. So all this stuff's lining up, you know, and SDK is right behind it. So you're going to have these great new restaurants down there. It's already transforming that whole west side, new new shopping, new retail. It's going to be really it's going to be really great when it's finally done. Well, hey, my look, question still is, I just don't think it should take six years to build a parking garage, uh, right? I, I agree. Hey, let's head over to Epcot real quick. This is an old story, but it's worth us just bringing up real quick. Uh, small fire was extinguished at Epcot's Norway Pavilion. This was back uh, on September 9th, but Reedy Creek Fire responded, and Mike, you were right on top of it on Twitter too that day. Reedy Creek Fire Department responded to a small, a small fire that uh, broke out at the Norway Pavilion in Epcot's World Showcase on, on, uh, on September the 9th. According to Disney officials, the fire started in a construction area and was quickly extinguished. And everything was back to normal just after that. This is in the Orlando Sentinel, but um, wasn't really clear what caused the fire. I'm sure it was just construction debris or you know a Walt s- Disney, a, maybe well, a spark from uh, a spark from you know a, a you know a torch or whatever. Um, who knows? But you know, uh, so that's that. Glad no one got hurt and nothing burned down. Well, maybe it's a sign from. Uh above or a third world or something wherever Disney is that maybe we shouldn't screw around with elements of how he built the park and how it's supposed to be. Oh, That's all. Oh. I'm not going to go into that hey, because that discussion is dead. Yeah, I'll get it from Matt Drunk at Disney if I go on seriously. about uh, that anymore. Staying at Epcot, this is a quick one, but uh, a couple of, uh, this is kind of interesting. I, and I, the reason I wanted to throw this in the, in the news, uh, Mike, so I don't know where this is going, but country artists Maddie and Tay are performing at Epcot's uh, American Gardens Theater coming up here. Um, apparently, they're gonna they're gonna be at Epcot on September. Um, oh, they were. Sorry, that's the last. <laughs> they were there last week. They were there last week on the seventh, but um, they performed three shows on just one day. It just it, it seems so random, and like I know that. This stuff kind of happens at Epcot, but so they came in on September seventh. They played three shows: five thirty, six forty-five, and eight eight p.m. It was free, obviously, with your admission to the park. And they were just there at the American Garden Theater playing, and then they left. One day. 
at what at, like but not around you know flower and garden festival or food and wine or it was just random that they were there so my question is is this going to start happening more and more are we going to start seeing you know i mean they're, they're not they're, they're a platinum selling country group they're not you know it's not brad paisley but i mean it's also they're not right out of a you know right out of uh music school or something you know i mean they're they're, they're halfway decent so who's this maddie and tay uh, yeah they, they sing that song uh girl in the country song and they, again they, i listen to country and i never heard of these folks yeah, check it out they, youtube well no it's probably because if if i don't know who they are it means i just don't like them here i'll play but, a little bit for it all right go ahead play a little bit for everybody Hold on. I'm trying to. Probably should have queued this up before. Okay, well, while, while you're getting that ready, alright. It is. Here we go. Well, I wish I had some shoes on my two bare feet. Oh, these two. And it's getting kind of cold and it's painted on cut off jeans. Yeah, so you know these two, right? Don't they have another song that sounds more like pop? Probably, yeah. Yeah, once they cross that line, I don't care for them. But I mean, surprisingly enough, I don't know, man. Kind of hey, cool. You know, uh, these smaller country acts that are just starting to get, because they are, they're just starting, you know, they're probably going to, like, be an opening act for another couple of years before they get bigger. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, definitely. They, if they're all still, these kind of opening acts like around. this. Sorry, I can't hear you. I said, I said even if, if they're even still around, yeah. Right, so all these little opening acts like this, you see them in all these kind of places like this. They'll play any gig that you can open up. And I'm not trying to badmouth their music. It's awesome that they made them made this far. I wish I could make it this far. But as far as this story pertains, um, you know, I mean, you're right. It's not like a Brad Paisley. Now, on the other part, what you were just saying, though, is this going to be more of a thing? Uh, absolutely. Why not? I mean, Epcot has nothing to lose at this point by trying to bring more people in with this kind of stuff. In fact, I'll go as far as we can go, and I'll go back to our little friend that we mentioned before, trying to save the Osborne Lights at Osborne Lights. Yeah. We should take Osborne Lights out of DHS at the end of this year that they're going to and put it over to Epcot's World Showcase. Can you imagine Epcot's World Showcase? Oh my God, I have tingles up and down my body right now thinking of our world showcase decked out in Christmas lights. All the buildings, all the trees. Could you imagine that? Yeah, no, it'd be kind of cool, I guess. If this happens, I credit myself for this. I kind of like the look of all the white lights, the world showcase, which they have. And I, I don't, it's just something about the, all the colored lights that went to me. Well, but think about it. All the colors that you see on a normal day would be highlighted in the same pattern as the lights. I mean, look what they do with the Osborne lights. They decorate these houses, and they look just like the houses do in the day, only with lights at night. Yeah. So it'd be really cool. Yeah. I don't know. But, anyway. Or they just take all the lights and try to cover the whole ball. Space of Earth. And yeah. The Epcot ball. Hey, they just... uh, staying, uh, heading over to uh, Back to Hollywood Studios again. Yeah. And then uh, we'll wrap this up. We've got a couple of stories I want to I wanna just touch on over there. This one's this one's kind of another one of those like kind of sad ones. Stratospheric performers Mulch Sweat and Shears, their rock group, set to end this fall. <laughs> Sorry. Mulch Sweat and Shears. So they're uh, I guess they're gonna have their final performance October tenth this year. 
They announced on their Facebook page they'll be making uh, the 11, 11 years performing in the park on October 8th. The 10th will be their final final performance. Um, you know, they're, they're, they've, they've been pretty good over the years. They were, you know, the Streetmosphere folks back in the streets of America. and uh, This, though, to me, and I hope this doesn't mean the end of the citizens of Hollywood on, uh, you know, on Main Street there, or not Main Street, whatever it's called, Hollywood Boulevard, because um, I think they're cool, but to me, this is all part of, and, and I think to some extent, Osborne Family Light, it's all part of Hollywood Studios becoming about, the, you know, immersing you in the adventure of film, and less about uh, how films are made. And I think that's the, the distinction and what where Disney's going with this. So Right. Um, um Well, I guess they're you know where have all the good ones gone? Ah. You know, them in O Canada. I mean they're all just they're all leaving us yeah. right now, all these acts. Um Yeah, I mean I can see what you're saying about that. Um I'm sorry, I'm I'm getting a little more coffee as we speak here. I had a long morning, so I promise I won't be as duh lately. Um, you know what, Greg? Which I really hope they don't get rid of these streetmosphere people, because if you think about it, I'm just trying to envision, like, the whole main street, the whole front part, should be like you're walking into old-time Hollywood. Right. Like, there should be, like, pretend people making movies as you're walking through, yelling at you, like, what are you doing? Right, and they should not stop any of that. You know, like when you go off to your Toy Story or Star Wars land, and it, if anything, it should, it should be, be like walking into that film. Exactly, picture. and I think that's what they're trying to get because they're even saying in the, the Star Wars land, it's going to be like walking into Andy's backyard, right? So well, that's Toy Story. But. Sorry, it's Toy Story. Yeah, and Star Wars is like going into this new you Darth know, Andy. Tatooine or whatever, or or a new new land, new planet that. Isn't even in any of the film, so it's not. It's going to go along with the canon, though. So basically, what that's saying is, it's going to be. It's basically going to, going to be a planet where all the parts of all the movies and all the characters are going to go and meet right. up. They said there'll be f- familiarity between all of it. But, yeah, yeah, and everybody's going to be in character too. We heard tons of uh, rumors about that. Right, right, right. Uh, one other quick story over there: Magic Disney Animation uh, Building is transforming into Star Wars Launch Bay attraction. Um, this is, uh, is is really happening, folks. The form building over there is being painted this kind of matte gray finish. Um, this just happened last week, and, I mean, it's been uh, been getting kind of this makeover. So uh, you can go, if you search online, you can find pictures of it. But that thing's happening, and it's going to go in that building, it looks like. So they're doing some updates on that to transform it from the kind of Art Deco uh Motif, you know, and the art of it, and the animation studio uh, into Star Wars Launch Bay, which will feature, uh, you know, f- information on uh, the new Star Wars themed land, and of course the Star Wars films. So, you know, on a quick side note on this, uh, honestly, I have nothing bad or good to say about that story. I think it's a great story. They should. I think out of all the parks, this one, I'm okay with every change they're making. And I think that's just because it's just this park should be changed with all the movies and stuff. You know, I mean, it should be changed. I'm okay with that. It's all about the movies. It's all about that kind of thing. Like, I'm okay with that. I, I was sad when the animation building closed, but not, well, as, yeah. not, as, sad, not as sad as I would have been, only because 
feature animation hasn't actually taken place in that park or in the studios since the early 2000s when they they, right. they dropped the other you know they dropped the animators from from Orlando I mean people don't realize that you know movies like uh, Brother Bear for example was done in Orlando uh, Pocahontas part of Pocahontas was done there or maybe all of it um, what other movies there was something else too that slipped my mind but anyway there was some you know some some big movies done there in Orlando um, so that that's kind of said to lose that that piece of history and I hope that I hope that we don't lose sight of or lose um, the history of Walt and all this and I know this is I mean you know because he had you know the whole one man's dream in that building and animation was how this whole thing started right so right. I hope that somewhere they preserve some of that and I mean, maybe it will be at the studios maybe they're planning something else and um, you know what I mean because I, I feel like it's going to be quickly forgotten well, in this new Hollywood Studios or whatever they're going to call it park that you know you're, they're going to immerse you in these environments which will be great and really cool but you know I hope you don't lose some of the historical aspect of, of filmmaking animation you know art all that kind of stuff Right. No, I understand. Like Star Wars, Lucasfilm's Disney. Really, I don't. Know. Uh, yeah. I mean, Toy Story with Pixar and everything. Like, I think. I think you're right. I I do agree. Uh, like I said, I still agree with all the changes that are made. It, it's def- desperately needed, and it's it's a good change. I mean, at least it's oh, not yeah. frozen. So, anyhow, um, the whole idea of yeah, the, I was real excited about the animation series because of all those things. Uh, especially the one man's dream thing. Um, I was kind of hoping that they would like kind of move that towards the entrance a little bit, you know, or, yeah. or just make it a, a separate kind of building for that. Or what if they had something in like Disney Springs that was a free thing that anyone could check out is not an attraction in the park. And it was just dedicated to like, I mean, almost museum ish. to work. right. I mean, I mean, how cool would that be if, if it was in Disney Springs, you know, you're shopping entertainment and you bring in this, you know, museum aspect um, dedicated to Walt Disney. I think it'd be kind of neat. I think it would be because you can have a, you know, you, you can have a three, four, four thing or however they would do it where you can immerse yourself in all the old relics of Disney. You can have um, right. some of the animators come in and actually maybe animate during different parts of the day and show it how you show it how it goes and stuff yeah. like that which is um, what they prop did making right they did in you know art of, in uh, apparently of art of animation resort mm. throughout the day there actually is like animators that go you know animators quote unquote. right but then they go over there and they'll teach you how to draw and stuff like that they're not you know working at Pixar when they leave there but um they never know they never know that's kind of <laughs> hey another quick story at, over at Hollywood Studios before we wrap this one up and get one more rumor uh, this one's been well reported, but it's, it's worth us talking about too. Star Wars Land officially will break ground in 2016, according to uh, Tom Staggs, Disney uh, Company COO. Uh, just uh, just announced uh, this week that um, it'll get those shovels into the ground in 2016. Again, this is this is uh, construction to begin, so this is not even going to be finished by or you know. Or when in 2016 this will start, but uh, that this is 
this is kind of a, a big deal um, because there was a lot of speculation would this construction begin in 2017, 18, 19 even, how far, you know, how far we're going to have to wait for stuff to start. Uh, so I think really what's going to happen here is they want to get, they want to get obviously you know, Pandora Land of Avatar finished up at uh, Animal Kingdom and then, uh, and then obviously this thing, this thing kind of takes shape next. So, um, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a long project, you know, and I don't think they're, they're pulling the wool over anyone's eyes that it's not going to be, it's going to take some time. Um, but, uh, but it'll be worth it in the end. Yeah, absolutely. Um. It has to. There's pictures of like the seats and the um, the actual carriages and oh, the cars. Sorry, uh, looking pretty worn, <laughs> like worn. Because, I mean, but it's like the most heavily traveled ride in the whole land, or sorry, world. We're in the world. Sorry. Um, yeah. No. It, it it needs it. It needs it. There are pictures of like breakdowns almost every day. There's pictures of. Buzz Lightyear Space Rangers, but yeah, yeah. There's been there's been breakdowns in the past like week. Oh, we've gotten oh, reports of about Star Wars Land. Say that again. I'm talking about Star Wars Land, breaking ground in 2016. Oh, I thought you were talking about the rumor. Oh, you're ahead of Buzz me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened? Jump oh, crap! Oh, I'm sorry, but you ruined it. You ruined the whole yeah, surprise. Yeah, well, what are you gonna do? Okay, so we'll rehash that in a minute. Um, breaking ground 2016. Tom yeah, D23. We knew it was going to happen. Why wouldn't they? There's no reason for them not to announce this. And when, when the... This... I swear they broke... I don't know. I think it's interesting. They need a break. They should have broke ground, like, the day after they made the announcement. I, I know. And I, everyone was clamoring for that and hoping. Why? And I think the fanboy community, you know, we all work too, of course. But Right. You know, their, their hope... Is they get the money's not the issue probably because they got plenty of money. I think it's more of they they're right now it's it's they're spreading themselves so thin and imagineering uh, to get these projects done is really the biggest issue. I mean they just moved their VP from Magic Kingdom over to Studios to handle you know the, the big construction project over there. You know having just handled uh, New Fantasyland. Excuse me, New Fantasyland, um, and you know, but it'll it'll be it, who knows? It'll be in twenty sixteen. We don't know when. Hopefully, sooner than later. So, so hey, one one last thing before we close out the news and rumor section of the show. One interesting rumor that I wanted to that I was you know poking around online and came up. I teased it. That you teased. <laughs> Is Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger spin? Over at uh, Tomorrowland, getting a major overhaul, perhaps. There is, there is, it is slated, I believe, actually in October, to go under rehab. I don't know for how long, but there was a um, a thread on um, the forums on www.magic.com that uh, there was apparently a uh, a work order uh, or. Uh, a permit file, excuse me, with Orange County. Um, everything that, that's done, for those of you who don't know, everything that's done on property still needs to have a permit with uh, the with account with Reedy Creek Improvement District and the county and whatever. Um, even though they're their own thing, they still have to have it. So you can go find permits ahead of time for everything they're doing, from if they're replacing uh, electrical work in 
uh, the bar at the Yacht and Beach Club to, you know, a hotel room overhaul, you know, to as big as construction of, um, you know, for example, Frozen Ever After. Uh, there's a whole a slew of, uh, you know, it spans the gamut, in other words. Anyway, there was a permit filed recently for uh-huh. something called Andy's Room, quote-unquote, in Tomorrowland for mechanical work uh, done. And and this was on the Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin ride. The blueprints, they have blueprints that actually show the ride building, and it's pointing out a section in the building called Andy's Room. Now, there's speculation on here, on this, this, this thread, that... Um, it, is that at the end that the whole thing actually takes place inside Andy's room and you come out into the last scene in that uh, uh, that ride is you know Andy's room and then you go into the gift shop or is it going to be something big so it's it's, it's, um, it's just kind of interesting could be nothing it could be something that they just call one of the scenes in that show and it's getting a rehab but I'm hoping it's something because the, I've always said the ride principle, the idea of, of, of that ride is really cool. The thing, and like you were just saying before, it breaks down all the time. It's a mess. The thing, I felt um, a little jipped when she got on it. I'm like, oh, it's kind of cool. In the beginning, there's a little kind of little animatronic. Well, it's light year and everything. And then the rest is just kind of 2D, you know, stand up. Uh, uh, little green man or, or uh, you know aliens so um, hoping for something major but who knows so we'll keep our eye on this rumor yeah um, like I said before just uh, they need to update the ride vehicles itself and um, it's always good just like with pirates just to add in some other little touches that uh, everyone will know and that us Disney geeks can geek out about well, uh, Mike, with that, that is the end of news rumors. Why don't we take a quick break? Sounds good. Collect our thoughts, and then we'll jump right into the future discussion of what wasn't announced at the D23 Expo in Anaheim last month. You're listening to Resort Ears Radio Podcast, episode 18. We'll be right back.
back. We're back on. Sorry about that, folks. We're we're back. We're back uh, on your yes. Pissed off mute. Oh, that, that might help. <laughs> All right, so hey, we're areas. back on our resort air show number eighteen, one away from the air. Yeah. Uh, we're going into our feature discussion. Uh, what was announced at D23 last month, and just to let you know, Greg, we are going to be live on Periscope for this very last part of the show. You listen to the whole show by going to resortears.podbean.com for everybody watching and for everybody listening. Make sure you check out Periscopes for different things we do. Anyhow, Greg, what happened that... So give the background of what exactly was announced at D23 uh, two weeks ago. So we know, you know... Things like uh, Star Wars Land was announced at D23. The Toy Story Land uh, uh, expansion at uh, DHS also announced at D23. They talked again about uh, Pandora Land of the Avatar. Some of the rides, they went into detail there. Um, what else did they announce at D23? Um, Disney Springs they brought up. All the new movies. All the new movies, right? So Star Wars, uh, Force Awakens, um, all the new Pixar films, which is a whole slew of them. Good dinosaurs coming up. Um, there's a whole bunch of them. So announced all those, and then um, the biggest thing that I thought, that, you know, was what didn't they announce at D23, and I think what question marks do we all still have? One of those, of course, we covered in our news and rumors segment, which was when is Star Wars Land going to happen? This will released a date when this thing is going to be done and when we'll be able to you know, actually visit the attraction and visit the world they're building. But we do know begin construction sometime in, in uh, 16, which is good to know. But, Mike, a few things, that, and I'll, I'll just start it, start it off, of questions of... What wasn't announced at D23 in Anaheim, and um, and what will happen to all of these? Starting off with number one, Future World at Epcot. Future World, uh, as we know, an aging sort of part of that park. A lot of the uh, a lot of the former attractions are either going away, as in the case of, for example, Innovations West. Um, or are in bad need of rehab in the case of, let's say, Journey of Imagination, Imagination Pavilion, Imageworks, Captain Neo Theater, etc. So, Future World. They didn't announce anything that was going to happen in Future World. They did announce right prior to D23, the Glidden uh, Color Copia, I think they're, they're calling it, attraction that will be sponsored by Glidden Paint, an exhibit that which will come to innovations, interventions, excuse me, east, I think, not west. So west is still completely empty. Yeah. Uh, who knows what's going to happen to that. Uh, the whole, you know, so it's very up in the air what's going on with those. You have Ellen's Energy Adventure, which is aging. No updates there. You have, uh, you know, Wonders of Life Pavilion, still closed, only used for food and wine and uh, flower and garden. And then um, Mission Space, which is fine for now, you know, been up for, what, over 10 years now. Um, on the other side of the park, during the imagination, like I said, aging needs an overhaul badly. Most folks think 
it does what a lot of fans, I think, I think the majority of, agree with, is that Figment in some manner needs to stay as part of Epcot. I think it's an important character. I think it should be brought more into the into the forefront. I think, personally, um, and it's not used and he's not used enough. But uh, he needs to say some. So how do you how do you work that in? It just been talks about. Uh, where the Muppets end up leaving Hollywood Studios and they end up in Epcot's potentially into Future World in like Journey of the Imagination or does um, the new the recent uh, Disney film uh, Inside Out end up there which makes complete sense so that's still a complete uh, question mark you have uh, is will there be any further country expansion in World Showcase and the current countries there, there are any changes there. Obviously, we see Norway having immense changes. That was one of the other things you know, talked about at D23, the changes at Norway, uh, Frozen Never After, or whatever it's called, the ride that's taking place of the Maelstrom ride. But is there any other countries coming? I mean, back, you know, Mike, we, I think we may have, a year ago now, when we first started the show, there was some rumors that Brazil was getting pretty serious and that there were some investors that were serious and funding. It was World Cup fever. A cu- yeah, it, it could have been. It very well could have been. And then there was also, like, Puerto Rico or so, there was a, an island that you know, was part of U.S. territory was interested in, in doing a country and there was some serious money back. Yeah. Obviously, those things, those things are still on the table. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen with the country expansion, if there actually ever will be any country expansion. Um, and then what's going to happen with characters in World Showcase, we're seeing now Frozen coming into Norway. Are we going to see other Disney intellectual property and, I, and characters start making its way across the parks? We saw it at the seas with Nemo and Friends. Now with Frozen, so what's what's the next one up? Um, and then what's the future hold for fireworks at Epcot? We just played the Illuminations soundtrack. If you uh, if you waited around during our, our short break there. If you haven't fast forwarded already, um, we just played the Illumination soundtrack. A great show. Illuminations, everyone agrees, phenomenal show. But there was a lot of rumors that Disney was working on a new fireworks spectacular for Epcot, a night show for Epcot World Showcase, um, and uh, that wasn't announced. Which was su- that one was surprised me a little bit. I thought there was going to be the, uh, some big thing about uh, about a new fireworks show at Epcot, and then. Uh, the two other things, one, would there be an expansion to DVC or hotels and resorts, uh, particularly in Florida? They didn't really talk much at all about uh, hotels and resorts, all, uh, other than you know DVC is growing, it's great, it's you know it's it's staying the course. And um, finally, what will the new name for Disney's Hollywood Studios be? And where does that leave um, some of the ancillary uh, attractions at the studios, for example? Muppets, Muppet Vision 3D, where do they fall into the fold? You know, they have a new show coming out this month in another week, actually, which I'm very excited about. I think yeah, me too. I'm, I'm so excited for it. You know, they're saying if that if that becomes a success, and if it's if it catches on instantly, that that's going to naturally elevate the Muppets' presence in the park, but where do they go? How do they fit in? Um, do, they, do they get their own almost smaller land within the new studios? What studios called? Do they keep the name? So all these questions weren't really addressed at all 
add D23, and if anything, I think it made you know, the, the, the theme park community question more what was going on with this stuff. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you basically just did, I didn't know how we were going to do the whole feature discussion. Um, you basically just rattled off everything that we were going to talk about. Um, pretty much, the, I mean, yeah. I was really out of the whole thing though. Like I was really surprised they didn't talk anything about DVC and hotels. I I know. Touch much on all that. Like the whole idea of um, you know, building a new one somewhere else or adding on to like making DVCs out of Port Orleans or where else they were gonna do around that area. We know Wilderness Lodge is supposed to get these these waterfront deep, you know. Um, exactly. Thing we haven't heard much about, about that. Right. Yeah. Now, and I was really, really surprised about that. And the other thing which I was really surprised about was the one before you mentioned, the new name for Disney Hollywood Studios. You would think that um, we know it's coming. He slipped it out at the press conference. Iger slipped it out. Uh, then we have Star Wars Land, which we knew was going to be announced. We have the art animation closing. We have Toy Story Land coming in. Uh... Who knows you know, how they're going to redo the, the, the main walkway into DHS, but no name change? Right. I mean, it, there's a huge expansion going on in that park, and they don't have a name for it yet? Right. Like, you would think it would just be a whole package of, hey, look, we're going to call it Disney's you know, Hollywood Adventure, yep. or Disney's you know screen right. Viewing park, whatever they're gonna do. Movie you magic think that park. They would or, mention yeah. the yeah. new name of the park, where it would just be one big package. Yeah, exactly. I, I I thought that too. That it was rolled out all at once. Star Wars, boom. Here's the new park, boom. Here's a rendering of like the whole thing. You know what I mean? That's yeah. and they they kind of did it. They did just enough. I mean, it's smart. They did just enough to grab everyone in and make you start wondering, and and you have fan sites. You know, posting, here's where we think Star Wars land will be, and here's where the Toy Story stuff's going to be, and okay. how's it all going to fit, you know, what's going to go away. And is I it... thought we'd hear more about, too, like, they'd really, really push the new Disney Springs. Like, everything they're doing for it have more kind of push on that as far as... I, I think people are Disney Springed out, though, if that makes any sense. I mean, we've been talking about Disney Springs now True. for how long? And it's, but it's been nice and it's, to have a, a, a complete booth on. I, yeah, I, I think I think I agree, and I think they they've been pushing it, but it's been happening at least, you know. So stuff's been happening along the whole time, you know what I mean? As it's it's not right. like a, it's not like a theme park where you've closed down a section, you're gonna build something, and then you're gonna take the walls down and open it back up. With Disney Springs, it's all me open. You can see everything. You know, right. it still has to function as a entertainment dining retail district. The other thing I thought that they would mention is what possibly their contingency plan for like transportation would be, uh-huh. like how just even the updates of the new carpets and the monorails, what they're going to be doing with those. Um, I mean, these are just you know even even mentioning you know uh, the addition of Trader Sam's and the Polynesian, like you know, indeed. And D20, I'm going to say 3's past, which is it's D22 would have been last time I believe, or so I think they go up like that, whatever it was. But in the last one that they did this, they made a mention of, like, you know, upgrading the poly. They made a mention of, um, 
I believe it made a mention of trying to upgrade the monorails. There's a couple things I was reading online. I was looking through what they mentioned last year that just was really surprising they didn't mention this year. Yeah. Uh, One of the things going off of that that I, I read recently, too, was, and it wasn't, it was someone, I forget who it was. Someone was writing about the fact that the Disney Transport, the buses, um, that they're not electric or natural gas, and they haven't gone over it, or hydrogen or anything, they haven't converted to clean, and that they're still, they're still, you know, they wouldn't be low E or whatever, whatever the low emissions or whatever the hell it is, but they're still gas buses, which is really surprising. I thought by now they would go to electric, um, but they haven't, and it's kind of, it really is surprising to me, and it, you're right that, you know, a company like Disney, with all they do for the environment and all the investments they make, you know, they just announced a few months ago, what was it, last month, they announced that whole thing with Duke Energy down there, they're going to build a giant solar farm on property. Yeah. So, like, they do, they do stuff like that, but then, like, you know, but then you don't well, see any it, innovation. It's expensive. It's a, those no, electric buses are really expensive. I know, and, and, and I mean, a lot of cities they only run like five of them on a, in, on, in the whole city. And they, you figure they have hundreds, right? right. They have to convert. So, yeah. no, I I realize that, but you know, there's then there's been rumors in the past, you know, where Disney get um, Google had that self driving car, you know, would that come to property in some fashion? I mean, so. We had an accident in there. I think that just kind of yeah. You know, no, I know. Yeah, yeah. 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 Google crash. Um, Epcot in a whole, just the whole park itself. Yeah. Not hearing anything about it. it. I mean, we heard from DHS. We heard from Animal Kingdom. We heard a little bit from um, Magic Kingdom. We didn't hear anything on Epcot that was worthwhile or or no. Right, but outside of Frozen, which we knew was happening. Right, and they showed which, a, they showed a new render, a little bit of new rendering on it and stuff. Because everyone's kind of frozen out. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, you know? the frozen frozen fatigue, and and what's interesting about that too is, and we reported this. I think if it wasn't our last show, it was a show before that. That the 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 chunk of money basically that Disney that the board had approved for Disney to use, part of it was going. The majority is going to the studios, obviously, but then the second most amount of that money was going to go to Epcot, I guess, for improvements. And I don't know what that's... I mean, I would imagine the Frozen stuff had already been earmarked. So I don't know what they're going to use that money for at Epcot, but I mean... Maybe just sit on it for a contingency plan of, like, you know, all right... And what happens to Innovations West or... Right, when X, Y, and Z gets done, we free up some Imagineers. Let's go ahead and take... 50 grand of this money and go update one of the innovations right. or inventions, you know what I mean? Or let's go repunk, we don't, <laughs> let's go repaint the base of the ball, you know? That would help. Re, you know, let's go repaint some bathrooms, let's go replace some crappers, you know? Nothing, nothing was done. I mean, I, that's the most disappointing thing because Epcot's still one of my favorite parks and just oh, to see the pictures and go down. through it and see how disgusting the bathrooms are and how worn everything is and. <laughs> You know, it's just kind of like... It's sad that Future World has gotten to the point and all the, almost, you know, I give land a pass for the most part um, and that's mostly because of Soren, I think, uh, and Live on the Land, so it's still relevant. And, you know, Seas, because of the Nemo 
you know, uh, money they dumped into that. That's in, in Turtle Trek with the talk, uh, Turtle Talk with Trek, Turtle Trek, and uh, with Crush, the talk thing with Crush. That has a refresh. The Energy Pavilion needs <coughs> an overhaul. Um, Wonders of Life, whatever is going to happen with that. I don't think they have any plans at all to ever reopen that, which is kind of sad. Um, you know, so I mean, you're, you're, you have a ton of stuff there that you're just sitting on. And then the interventions, East and West, what do you do with that? Spaceship Earth, I don't think will change at all. I think, you know, the last rehab they did to it and update is, is pretty good, at least for now. But, you know, they run into this problem where technology changes. I mean, you have an Apple I, uh, the Apple Watch now, right? That's like everything you need on your wrist. I mean, stuff is just changing so rapidly that they can't even keep up with it. And what was cool back in 1982 is, is you know, I mean... They need to find a way to adapt to it. I mean, hell, the phone companies have adapted to it. No, you're right. I just signed up for AT&T. Well, I got a deal because I've been somebody... I've been on their plan forever. Uh, check this out. $90. This is a real quick little side note. $90, right, a month. That's my new, like, plan. Yeah. And on the 25th, they're going to send me the new iPhone. Oh, the 6? Yeah, 6S. Wow. And then because I'm on this next plan... Which is all included in this ninety dollar deal that they gave me because I've been like with AT and T. In six months or seven months, the new iPhone seven comes out. I can upgrade for free. No kidding. Yeah, it's pretty sick. I'm still on four. I can I, I complained to them so bad, dude. I was just like, how do you give somebody who's just joining eighty nine dollars for everything, which you're gonna tell me I still need to pay one hundred thirty four? Yeah. So anyhow, anyhow. Yeah. No, it's the same thing with the cable companies. I just did mine actually over again. It's, it's similar thing. But they're yeah, saying the same thing. Anyway. Sorry, dude. Go ahead. What were you saying? No, no, I agree with you. Go ahead. What I was trying to say off that story is that the phone companies have figured out how to stay on with that technology right. growing right. by introducing the next plan. So you can keep upgrading to phones every six months. Right. I guess what I'm trying to equivalent that to, I'm trying to, to latch it to, is that there's ways that Disney could figure out. I mean, it's a multi-billion dollar company. Everybody knows it. And every company wants to use Disney to get their, their word out. There's no reason why a Google uh, pavilion or a Mac or, sorry, an Apple pavilion can't open there. It, we're not talking like a big Apple store, but it could just preview all the new stuff that's going on. And people could actually use it. You know, I mean, their technology goes beyond just iPhones and watches. You know, you've got computers. you got, I mean, GE itself writing, you know, programs every day that makes our train systems faster right you know what i mean i mean those things can be adapted so that everyone will enjoy them oh, even no. with the google thing i mean there's no reason why there couldn't be a test drive the google car you know like the info cars at, at epcot or just a pavilion i mean honestly i'd be okay right now until they figure out what other attractions or bigger rides to put in there having a whole bunch of pavilions in there just like they used to you know, let me walk into the Google pavilions and try some glasses or see what they're coming up with next. Because those companies, they're so big and there's so many cool things. I mean, that they will probably put out their best inventions years before they're ready to go just so, just to bring it into a Disney park and let the public see it. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, I think that was the original intent of... It is, but they oh, got oh. away from it and they never should have. Yeah, no, and I think it, they're, they've had a tough time... I honestly believe this. I think they've had a tough time 
securing corporate sponsors and, and, and getting that sponsorship to stick with them year year in and year out. Now, IBM obviously agreed to do it within uh, interventions. Their contract wouldn't ban up. Raytheon, another another sort of tech company. United Technologies at one point sponsored um, the Seas, I believe. There, you know, that ran out. Siemens sponsors, and they still do. Spaceship Earth, before that, AT&T did at one point. So there's been a lot of these companies that have come through in sort of the tech sector or, you know, in, in these ancillary sectors. I think they've had a tough time um, showing the value, especially when it comes... HP obviously sponsors uh, space uh, mission to space. Um, yeah. You know, but I, th- I think they've had a tough time of... of making it worthwhile for these companies and, and I think that's something they need to follow. And I'm sure they are. I'm sure that's one of their main goals. So, um, anything else you think of that, that we thought they announced that they didn't? That's that's pretty much it for me too. Epcot was my big, the big, uh, the big thing. Muppets is another point of what's going to happen. I think for them, it's really a wait and see right now too. What's going to happen with this television show? And I yes. really hope to God that it, it's a it's a hit. And I, I mean, 100% agree. It looks hilarious, but... The critics are saying it's it's edgy and great. I, I, I agree. I think it's our age group, the, you know, the late 20s, early 30s age group that's going to uh, be attracted to the show. Yeah. Uh, and I hope younger kids are too. So. Yeah, I, exactly. It's a wait and see what happens with it. Um, they're going to move from... I guarantee you they're going to move from where they are right now in DHS. They'll go somewhere else. They're not going to go anywhere. Maybe they'll take over Epcot. Who knows? I just always thought they were such an underutilized piece of IP for, for the Disney company, especially Disney. They World. are. I you mean, know why? If you think about it, though, no one equivalates the Muppets really with Disney. I, they don't. Right, right. It's a Jim Henson thing. It's kind of its own. If they open a Muppet Park, they'd probably do pretty well. Right. Yeah. yeah. But, all right, I got nothing else. Is that it? That's it for me. All right, let's close out the feature discussion off the list okay we have something special if everybody watching on periscope you joined us for uh this last part uh we have a listener mailbag today we offer anybody who's listening to us on periscope right now or on twitter we keep putting it out to send their trip questions in or just questions in general they want us to ask you can just uh private message us that's pm us you see a little message thing on the twitter uh send it to us and uh, we'll read it aloud on the next show uh, we can cover up names. You don't have to say your whole name if you don't want to. Uh, so uh, just let us know. All right, Greg, what do we have in our listener mailbag? This question came in to us from uh, Brett H. of Troy, Michigan. Uh, Brett writes, uh, Hi, guys. My family of three, wife and child, uh, age three, is looking at our first WDW trip coming up this winter. Any tips on where to stay close to property that has a great pool and kitchens? Love the show. I'm getting my ears on. Thanks, guys. Brett. So, hey, Brett, thank you for writing in. It's great to uh, great to hear a, uh, a listener out there in MI. And, uh... That's number two mail that we've had in, in, in basically two shows. Keep it going. Keep it going. So, absolutely. So, cool question, though. Glad, you know, it's cool, it's cool to... Uh, to see and help out, um, you know, someone going on their first first day trip with their family, I, I'm, I, and I'll I'll take this one like uh, first if, if you don't mind. I'll, I'm a big proponent of the Bonnet Creek Resorts 
the uh, Wyndham Bonnet Creek. Phenomenal, phenomenal property. If you can get in there this winter, I would highly suggest going there. You're on property. I mean, it's literally on Disney property. It, it's not owned by Disney, that piece of their property, but it's their signage like on Disney property. You have to go through the Walt Disney World like gateway to get to, to, Bon- to Bonnet Creek. So it's the only p- thing on property that's not owned by Disney. Um, so I, I would say try to get in there. If you can get one of the timeshares, there's great, they have great rates um, and phenomenal pool facilities, full kitchens, you know, laundry amenities. Um, they have uh, the Hilton right across the way, and they also have a, uh, a, Ritz, a Ritz-Carlton right there, too. Or was it the Waldorf, Waldorf Astoria. So there's plenty of, there's a great spot. That's a yeah, Waldorf. So, I mean, there's awesome stuff right around that area. You're close to everything. You're close to Epcot. Um, you're close to, to uh, the Boardwalk area. You know, you're two minutes from the Disney Springs, five minutes from the Kingdom. So, I mean, you're... You're right in the middle of everything too. I would suggest going there, and if you can't, you know, get in there if you if you if you can't uh, swing it, you know, there's always Kissimmee and, and that one Route 192. I would say uh, tour is closer to Main Gate if you can. Um, the further you get down 192, the less and less desirable it is, and there's crime and bad stuff. So stay stay further. Uh, towards the gate or to the west if you can um, over towards Animal Kingdom it's kind of a decent area so that was my suggestions Mike I don't know if you have any tips for yeah a couple first between the uh, I work for one of those those hotels mentioned uh, for the Waldorf which is a Hilton is the upper tier brand of Hilton so you're going to be treated like royalty once you walk in uh, you will have your bags carried basically to your room. Check-in will be a breeze, and everything that your hearts desire, they will do for you at the Waldorf Astoria. The Hilton is actually a Hilton Grand Vacation, so it's on a different tier than the uh, Waldorf Astoria. It's actually on the outskirts of the different tiers that Hilton has. Uh, Grand Vacation, you're gonna get probably gonna get close to the service that Waldorf has. You just won't get that Waldorf experience, so yaddy daddy kind of thing. Uh, Grand Vacations are awesome because they will set you up with different perks uh, for being close to Disney. I looked into this actually today when this uh, email, Greg Amon's email that we had today that came in, um, I looked it up um, at work again for named hotel. Um, so it, the Grand uh, Orlando, well, Grand Vacation Orlando, when you, it's kind of the same component Hilton has out in Hawaii at Canela Bay. Uh, you're going to have awesome pools. Uh, there's two of them on property. They're big. They're spacious. They're beautiful. Yeah, those are really cool uh, pools. Yeah. yeah. What? They're. I should say they're really cool pools. Yeah. Rock you're going to have uh, regular standard rooms, but you're also going to start getting the deluxe suites and suites. And the suites can be as big as you know the layout of a small house. And they're up on the top. Top. Uh, they're up on the top floor, and then I think like the seventh or something like that. There's a couple more of those. They're absolutely gorgeous inside. They have a huge kitchen, huge kitchen with four appliances. They have uh, two bedrooms, um, uh, a bath and a half, and then also inside is um, like a living space with full of couches. It's absolutely awesome. And again, you're gonna get a vacation spirit, so it itself is an awesome resort just to go. To. The only other one that I would say is the Four Seasons Orlando. Uh, it is absolutely gorgeous. It comes with all the big amenities, and the Four Seasons is a great brand. Um, the pool is what really sold me when I looked at this uh, for this email. Uh, the pool, 
the, the second pool is the coolest. Um, it's almost, it's like a lower kind of, uh, lower level of water, and there's palm trees all through it. It's really, really cool. It makes you feel like you're literally on the islands. Uh, again, that's the Four Seasons uh, Orlando. Uh, comes again with everything, comes with some bigger suites, um, and I think it's, I think the, the Four Seasons is only like 50 minutes outside the gate. Um, no, that's on, that's on property. Now. What? It's on property. The Four Seasons is literally on property. Is that the one that's the Four Seasons? Yeah, you're yeah. right. I'm sorry. It's, a, it's, like, one. it's Four Seasons yeah. Orlando at Walt Disney Resort. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So it's, it's right on property, so it's worth it's, it. But, it's brand new. I mean, it's... Yeah, yeah, it's gorgeous. And of course, I could always just say the Swan and Dolphin. Technically, Disney doesn't own it. Yeah, it's on property. Star, but, Star Wars properties. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, going back to, to what Brett says, you know, I mean, uh, family of three, wife and children, I mean, you know, um, again, it's it's going to be all about what you can afford. Right, Those say, hotels we said are pretty expensive, just to say. Um, is it, yeah, total budget. Total budget thing. I mean, if you want to go, this, you know, Brett here, is it Brett? What's, sorry. Yeah, right. He's writing in. Uh, you know, he wants he wants a full kitchen. You know, for kitchen and nice pools and menus and all that stuff, you're gonna have to go with you know the timeshare route, or I mean there is, or you know higher end or higher end hotel route, or there is the also the vacation home rental. You know, but at that price, you know if you don't want to have to, you know do everything yourself and cook every meal, it might be worth looking right. into one of these higher priced uh, properties. So. Absolutely. But I would definitely, I mean, out of all those, other than, than Bonnet Creek, which Greg uh, says, which is a great resort, um, I would probably rate it Bonnet Creek first because I like, especially what Greg was showing me. Location. Yeah, bang for your buck. Um, then I would probably go to Four Seasons just because it's on property. And I would actually finish up with not the Waldorf because I, it, that just leaves away from everything. But then I would finish up with the Hilton, only because it's a Grand Vacations, and the Grand Vacations just, you could just spend three days in the resort before you even walk out. Yeah. So. Cool. Well, Mike, I guess we should close this one out. All right. Let's close it out. <clears throat> All right. So, show 18 is in the books. As everything we do here on Resort Ears, it's back as words, so to speak. Uh, so, our year show, instead of ending on a uh, a, a normal, like a um, even number being 20 it's going to end on an odd number being 19 but we are oddballs anyway so it doesn't matter so the week of September 28th that's in two weeks we'll be back on the air with episode 19 it's a year show uh, if you want we're trying to think of special things to do Greg um, with this show so we'll keep everybody tuned um, if you yeah, that's all I got to say on that. We'll go with that. Uh, what else do we got, Greg? Uh, keep sending us your park uh, planning or trip planning questions or topics uh, you want us to cover on the show on uh, resortears at gmail.com. Shoot us an email or on Twitter or Facebook at resortears. Uh, make sure you, you follow us uh, over there as well. Follow us on Twitter at resortears and Facebook. Yeah, we're still kind of there, so just forget about it. Just come follow us on Twitter at resortears. Um, do you like tonight's show? Want more and want to help support Resort Ears? 
Make sure you visit our redbubble.com and search Resort Ears to order your logo tee today. Yes, everybody on Periscope, you can get some Resort Ears logos. Just cool mugs, uh, uh, too. Mugs, phone cases. Uh, show your uh, Resort Ears pride at the park so as you walk around. Absolutely. And if you're in them, take a picture. Maybe something special will be sent your way. Definitely. And Mike and I, just so you know, we don't make any money off this. Any money we make, we're going to reinvest in the better recording equipment, microphones, that kind of thing. So. Uh, if you want to help with the show and you like it, go ahead, go ahead and buy a shirt today. So, uh, look for our periscopes. Uh, we may plan to do something in our off week, more of a recorded thing, and then give it out to you at some point. Who knows what we'll do? We'll figure it out. Uh, if not, uh, we will see you definitely in two weeks. So, that's going to do it for us here in the Resort Air Studios. I'm Mike. That's Greg. We are going to have a magical night. We hope you do too. And until the next time, get your ears on. Hi, folks. Resort Ears Radio.